This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hi, I'm Anif Baharudin and this is Gigi Well Played, the show that talks about all things video games. In this episode, we're going to talk about the long-awaited eFootball 2022, formerly known as Pro Evolution Soccer, Konami's flagship football game that was not so well received after its free-to-play release last week. But before that, here's a look back at some of the biggest news in the world of gaming with Ofnil Ting and Ali Johan. Thank you, Hanif. Here are some news for this week for football fans who are gamers and also fans of football games. Now, this past week was a time that was perhaps something that you waited for uh, for a long time. And, uh, you know, we saw the releases of both FIFA 22 and its main competitor, eFootball 2022, which is uh, formerly known as Pro Evolution Soccer or PES. FIFA is more popular generally, but PES, which is made by Konami, has its fair share of fans as well. I know many people who play this game. And uh, PES took a timeout before this after deciding to skip one year out of their annual uh, release of the franchise. They have now transitioned to Unreal Engine after years of using Fox Engine. And so finally, they released eFootball 2022, the new and improved version by Konami. Yeah, for those of you who have missed out on this news weeks ago, we reported on the fact that along with the rebranding of the franchise to eFootball from Pro Evolution Soccer, Konami has also decided to change the concept of the game, moving to a free-to-play model with microtransactions involved, though the exact details of their plan is pretty vague. So after a year of waiting with a lot of anticipation and expectations for the game to move to new heights, the game has finally arrived. But unfortunately, it was pretty bad and very disappointing. Yeah, so we've heard. Now, um, tonight, Hanif and Arif Roos, our colleague, will be sharing their personal thoughts and experiences playing the game. But that's coming up later. From what they've told us earlier, suffice to say, the game was essentially an unfinished product. And that's a, a big claim there. But um, according to the both of them, you know, there are a lot of glitches and bugs and player models essentially look very poor and not really lifelike, uh, let alone next-gen and even on the next-gen consoles. So this is pretty untrue to the characteristics of these football games. Generally, in this modern day and age, they look pretty real and they move pretty smoothly, right? So there's also something that they've uh, said that were kind of poor gameplay wise you know the pace was definitely much slower and considering uh, the bugs and you know, general appearances of the game a lot of users went online to share the screenshots and their most honest feedback uh, about how bad the game looked and played yeah it's become so bad that the game now is top on steam250.com a hall of shame website that tracks which games have the worst reviews by calculating the percentage differences uh, beating a game called flat out 3 chaos and destruction which was released back in 2011 uh, the user review of the game on steam were mostly negative with a lot of players expressing their disappointment on the platform Konami, who were pretty vague with their plans for the game uh, beyond some aspects of their online modes, then came out with a statement to apologise in their supposed blunder after close to two years of development. Yes, in a statement released on their official Twitter account, Konami said that they've received a lot of feedback and requests regarding game balance that should have included pass speed and defence operation. And uh, the company said that they acknowledge that there have been reports of problems by users who have experienced uh, things like cutscenes, uh, different facial expressions and movements of players and uh, behaviours off the ball. And the company is very sorry for the problems and they want to assure everyone that they will be taking all concerns seriously and strive to improve 
the current situation with the game. Um, it's a still a work in progress at this point and quality will be improved as they have promised and other content will be added consistently. So I guess we can expect this to be a work in progress. It's not a final product yet and to the people who have bought the game, the early adopters of the game, the company uh, have apologised essentially for the less than desirable experience with the game. Well, addressing the elephant in the room is one thing, but one has to wonder how this game can even be released in its current state, yeah. even though uh, it's free to play, right? Well, uh, we'll see how it goes from here, but in the meantime, stay tuned for our take on the game that's coming out right after this. Okay, moving on. Staying on Konami, while the team behind eFootball is trying to pick up the pieces of their failed launch so far, the other teams are apparently planning to revive some of their beloved franchises according to a report by Video Games Chronicles. The website said that the publisher is looking to revive Castlevania, Silent Hill and the Metal Gear series. Uh, we have heard variations of this news multiple times, especially involving games like Silent Hill and Metal Gear. But this time around, there might be some truth to it. Who knows, right? And this comes after a restructure to the company's game development divisions early this year. Uh, I think Konami is apparently now considering bringing back some of the biggest franchises to the fore again. And first in the list is Castlevania, where according to some sources, they're looking to do a reimagining of the series, with the game reportedly being in development internally at Konami in Japan with support from local external studios. For Metal Gear, the rumour is that a remake of Metal Gear Solid 3 is currently in development by an external studio called Virtuos. Virtuos is a studio that focuses more on supporting a lot of developments of AAA games and porting games to new platforms, and they have worked on ports of Dark Souls, Remastered, The Outer Worlds, and the Bioshock Collection, not to mention supporting the development of games such as Battlefield 1, Uncharted 4, and Horizon Zero Dawn. On top of the remake, Konami is also apparently planning to release remasters of the original Metal Gear Solid games for modern consoles. And lastly, Multiple Silent Hill games are also now in development at various external studios, with one of them being outsourced to a prominent Japanese developer earlier this year. Mm, sounds exciting as much as it is understandable if you want to be a bit sceptical, considering their not-so-great track record <laughs> that they currently have. Uh, but apparently, while the upper hierarchy has also um, has always been quite reluctant to the idea of outsourcing their franchises, they're now more open to the idea after their recent failures. And if these things are true, expect Konami to showcase them during major events next year if the situation permits. Yes, moving on. After years of developing good remakes for the company, Bluepoint Games has now officially been acquired by Sony. The news of the acquisition was formally announced on the PlayStation blog with uh, head of PlayStation Studios Herman Hulst saying with each of this project, Bluepoint has raised the bar on console-defining visuals and gameplay and the studio's vast expertise in world-building and character creation will be a huge plus for future PlayStation Studios properties. For your information, Bluepoint Games was responsible for developing remakes and remasters of games such as Uncharted, the Nathan Drake Collection, Shadows of the Colossus, as well as one of uh, PS5's launch titles, Demon's Souls. Naturally, people have been wondering whether they are now working on another remake and according to reports, they are now working on two projects. One is an original game that's rumoured to be almost the same length as last year's Spider-Man Miles Morales as well as another remake of a beloved franchise haven't mentioned yet. And no, it's not the original Metal Gear Solid as much as the company has been linked with the development of that particular game for years now. So lastly, uh, another game news. Uh, there's a game called Grand Theft Auto Trilogy. The Definitive Edition has been rated by Korea's Game Rating and Administration Committee. 
And according to IGN, the rating was spotted by eagle-eyed netizens, including at Nibelian on Twitter. And based on the title, one could assume that the games that would be part of the remasters would be Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, and perhaps San Andreas. Uh, the game will reportedly be remastered in Unreal Engine and will be made available on PS4, Xbox Series, uh, Xbox One, PC, Stadia, mobile devices, and the Nintendo Switch. Hmm. According to the report, these games are in their final stages of development and would include both new and old graphics. And supposedly, Rockstar wanted to actually release this collection as a thank you gift for those who purchase the next-gen ports of GTA 5 and GTA Online. But with those games now delayed to next year, reports suggest that Rockstar might be releasing this trilogy a bit sooner than you think, with an earlier report by Kotaku suggesting that the timeline could be as early as around late this month or early November. Oh, that's soon. Uh, but regardless, these are still just rumours, so keep your expectations in check, You know, even though these are some really exciting news for fans of these games. Okay, that's all the news we have this week. Back to you, Hanif. Thank you very much, Ali and Ofnil. As promised, we'll be sharing our thoughts on eFootball 2022 after this. For now, let's make way for some messages from our sponsors. Stay tuned. This is GG World Played on BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, listening to GG World Played, I'm your host, Hanif Baharudin. eFootball 2022, formerly known as Pro Evolution Soccer, is Konami's foray into the next-gen era, promising players an elevated football simulation experience on a brand new engine. After years of using their in-house Fox engine, the company decided to now use the famous Unreal Engine. The transition meant that they needed more time, and so along with that announcement, they also said that they will not be releasing a brand new game for last year's PES. Fast forward to a couple of months back, Konami finally announced the long-awaited game, now known as eFootball 2022. And on top of the new game, they also said that the game will now be free to play, with microtransactions options available down the line. In hindsight, that's the first red flag, but fans of the franchise were still keeping an open mind. And then came last week. The game was finally released, and as you heard earlier in the news, it was pretty disappointing. Joining me to break it all down is Arif Roos from Cruise Control. Um, I mean, downloading the game was a little bit different this time because you don't have to put in your, you know, credit card details and everything. <laughs> It's free, right? Uh, that's a pretty good thing. Initially, when you open when you open up the game, you're you're immediately thrown into a match where basically you're just going to get used to the game, how it feels, and everything. And honestly, it felt weird because it was it was slow. The passing was weird. Everything was just kind of not polished and that includes the main menus that the you know the animations and everything and which is weird because PES to me I don't know about you Hanif but like PES to me was always you know slightly behind in terms of animations and all that stuff compared to FIFA but the actual playing of the football was amazing <laughs> this time not so Yeah, actually, I agree with you. I mean, we tend to sometimes, you know, if you want to compare between the two, FIFA obviously has the more glitzy menu and whatnot, right? Whereas PES tend to have a very minimalistic menu and UI, right? But I think a lot of PES fans tend to, I guess, look beyond that because they know that they will be rewarded with the the gameplay. Um, but I think this time around, obviously, with them promising that they're going to, I guess, 
make something new uh, and they decided to also change the menu system too and to a certain extent you can see what they're trying to achieve with a lot more cutscenes here and there but at the same time the color palette is not I mean I, I'm cool with it to a certain extent but at the same time a lot of people have complained that the color <laughs> you know with yellow and blue it feels too bright and <laughs> the, the thing is okay so so changing the menu is one thing but at least on my PS4 it's sluggish it's sluggish to a point where like all the little mini cutscenes of players warming up or players coming into the stadium felt a bit sluggish like you know um, frame rate wise it looks like the game sort of deep and the worst thing is that um, there are a lot of pop-ups in the sense that I think the texture took a bit of time to load like it, yeah. it takes a bit of time to load like a half a second to almost a second so for example you know yeah. you can see the hair in his jersey but it hasn't formed yet until like half a second later and the weird thing for me is that it's sluggish to a point where moving my cursor to just change the menu takes sometimes a bit of time like you know, I have to press it three times to four times for it to actually load yeah so there's that as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> I totally I totally agree mm. with everything uh, I, I thought it was just being because uh, of you know my PlayStation 4 is old it's a bit dusty maybe my TV isn't you know up to par with whatever new engines that they have these days but uh, you know like if you've changed the formation in the game it just takes so long to 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 press anything right to move players around and especially for you know certain clubs where they don't really have the default lineup that you know the premier league teams are playing you have to go in and every match you play you have to change that all the time all the time and it's just it's a painful experience to even like go on the online lobbies and just you know start the game and just play a game for one match and then go out and do your thing right it's not that easy anymore. Yeah. And and that's the thing, right? I think like like you said earlier, I think to a certain extent, a lot of the fan base, a lot of the user base don't really complain about how bad the UI uh, has been for years. Uh, I think to a certain extent, we sort of like, I guess, you know, associate it with Konami's uh, underdog tag, you know, compared to FIFA, right? I think where they don't have the full license, you know, for teams. And, but at the same time, we were like, if if you want really want to compare, of course, uh, we would like to have it look a bit more modern, a bit more sleek. But at the same time, I don't think it was such a deal breaker for the fan base, right? So so um, we're like, I mean, we don't think that it's like such it's that big of a deal as much as it looks a bit outdated, to be fair. But um, so them trying to change it is one way or another. Initially, we were like, okay, cool. I mean, if you want to change the UI to make it more sleek and modern, that's fine. But it's barely functional. For me, it's like, that, that's the biggest thing. I mean, you want to add cutscenes and whatnot. Yeah, it looks a bit more interesting to see players walking into the stadium, you know, to, to see the players warming up. But the thing is, it's like, it's so like sluggish. Everything is just like, oh, okay. I mean, uh, cool that you're, you're having these you know, cool ideas and whatnot, but it's barely working. And then that's for me, it's like, ah, oh, so infuriating. Uh, and, and like the sluggishness makes it a bit like, okay, wh- where is this going, you know? And not to mention that Yes, it's free to play, which means technically, um, I mean, if you want to be very crude about it, you can say that, oh, you know, you shouldn't expect much. But like, you can't even change the mode like, um, in terms of like, I mean, the duration of the match, right? They only yeah. give you five minutes that like, you can literally play for only five minutes. And that's the t- not even a, the, for like uh, one half yet. It's the total duration of the whole match is five minutes, which means that, you know, you spend two and a half minutes playing first half, two and a half minutes playing second half, right? And and that's like, Wow. <laughs> And and then account for the extra five minutes you have to wait for the match lobby for the game to load to set up your game plan, <laughs> the in between screens. But 
I mean, <laughs> it's a lot of uh, really stress there. <laughs> I suppose so. I mean, uh, if you guys have been following the game, you would probably have read or experienced this yourself. But I think like it needs to be, I guess, shared. I suppose. So yeah, I, I'm using this opportunity not to not to rant. Hopefully, it doesn't sound too ranty. But I feel like these things need to be addressed, right, Arif? But um, okay, that aside, UI aside, uh, menu aside, let's talk about the gameplay. What do you think of the gameplay? Um, should we set a baseline first on what we thought of, you know, PES 21 and PES 2020 Punya gameplay? Because I think uh, this is, is, is quite a big jump, right? I mean, using that new Unreal Engine, it opens up more opportunities for animations and all that stuff. It feels a bit more loose compared to PES 21 and 20, um, which was typical PES, you know, it's like playing high-speed chess with all your players trying to put them in the right positions and reacting for the ball, right? Uh, so PES 20... It's not PES, it's eFootball 2022. It's a bit slow. I've seen like so many comments on Reddit, on, on the PES Reddit and everything. Is um, uh, Everybody's saying, you want the best experience, you got to turn the game speed up by two. And they are, they are correct. <laughs> in terms of passing, uh, passing and defending and everything, they added this new function on where you have to press L2 to defend physically. So if you're running down the side with uh, somebody uh, against an attacker who has the ball, you have to press L2 to sort of like nudge him aside and you know, take control of the ball physically instead of either sprinting right next to him or just slide tackling out the way. So that's a new function. I think it's, it's going to take a while to get used to, especially because everything is so slow. The animations are wonky. The players look a bit weird. Um, they all have extra long necks and extra long arms, a bit like Slenderman. But <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I do, I mean, it sounds like we're just, you know, ragging on about this game, but there, I do see the potential in it. And I think maybe, you know, in six months, uh, having played a bunch of other games in which they were, they essentially felt like demos at first, but after a few, three, four big updates, uh, it really started to catch on. So that's what I'm hoping with it. I don't think it's that bad. Uh, it's just a bit slow and clunky. Yes, exactly. Um, I think you're you're right there. I think to a certain extent, I would like to also uh, build on what you said there. Um, I I don't want to just like go on a tangent to I guess bash the game a, a lot. I think because I think to be fair. Um, yes, you're right. In terms of the gameplay itself, it does feel much, much slower than that is putting aside all the wonkiness and the glitches that you uh, experience. Um, but to a certain extent, I can sort of like see where they're, they're trying to achieve, what they're trying to achieve and where they're trying to go with whatever that they presented to us. Lah. I feel like the gameplay, yes, is a bit too slow and I haven't played with the sliders yet, uh, the speed sliders yet, only because I want to experience it stock and I've been playing multiple matches uh, with you know, stock gameplay so that I can just perhaps, you know, trying to get used to the whole thing. To be fair to the team, yes, uh, I think I sort of like see where they're trying to where they're trying to go and what they're trying to achieve with, with this new engine and the gameplay um, the whole L2 press L2 to physically defend is kind of like interesting I'm still trying to get used to it I suppose because uh, we usually you tend to at least well based on how I play it I will tend to spam the X button which is like a, a <laughs> yeah, soft tackle right yeah whereas <laughs> yeah. this one and, and it's kind of interesting because you don't know when to actually use the L2 that like, uh, depends on it's very situational right so when you're chasing for a ball I think that's when you should actually press the L2 button um, which sometimes can work and which sometimes will be a foul uh, based on my experience uh, but yeah, that's that's a new addition to the game. Uh, the fact that I think um, if you, depending on how sensitive or how strong you you press your left stick 
you can also i guess manually control how to dribble and depends on again on r2 as well if you which is your sprint button um something that i'm not used to because i always switch my uh, sprint button to r1 but for this time I, i i try to use r2 just just to see the idea right so apparently like if you press full then it'll be a sprint but you can actually gradually press it to control the the, the pace right um so so oh. i can yeah i can i can see where they're trying to go with the gameplay because and you're right because it's a bit loose in the sense that um the ball doesn't immediately stick to your feet as well the ball has its own physics i suppose for better or worse because sometimes uh in the situations where you you feel like the player should have full control of the ball the ball will then be will be going away from the player which is annoying but at the same time there are moments when you feel like okay that allows for for i guess um it, it feels more realistic because at least the ball is is, is i guess moving on its own right without actually sticking quote unquote to to the player's feet right but uh overall yeah the pace is much slower like you know even for a simple pass you have to actually press x longer uh just to get the ball to to your your teammate's feet um and coupled with the fact that you know you can't change the the timing of the match uh, means that it's barely an experience lah. like usually that see that's the thing right i mean if you have If the gameplay is much much slower, then you need to allow for players to at least increase the time, the duration of the match, so that at least they can, perhaps you know, spend their time playing playing in it, as opposed to you know ending the match as as fast as possible, right? So, so I can see where they're coming from, and in terms of the ideas, and to a certain extent, yes, uh, I agree with you that maybe if you give them another six months, mind you, that they have been working on this game for two years, by the way. So that's that. But yeah. if, you give them, if you give them another six months, then maybe, yes, it'll get better, I suppose. But the fact that it came out this way, and they didn't even call it demo though, by the way, then that's another thing. Yeah. Right? They called it like, okay, this is like the soft yeah. launch of the game. Uh, it's free to play. Uh, we're going to release the next major update, which they have not specified yet what kind of update in November. So that means like that's two months away, right? Or one month away. Yeah, the fact that it came out this way and with the graphic, you know, the grass looks very, very bad. <laughs> it's, it looks like like a PS2 to early PS3 game. Uh, and graphically, even all the players, right? Like you said, um, you know, long necks. Looking bad is one thing, but the fact that it's sluggish too, that's another thing. Like, like you feel like, okay, if, if the graphic looks like almost like a PS3 game, at least it should perform better. But no, it's still a bit sluggish and a bit like just performance-wise, it's just bad lah, yeah. You, do you remember uh, early days of GTA 4? Because they had that ragdoll physics uh, introduced and then the game moved into like to the HD universe, right? So all the models looked... I mean, imagine playing GTA 4, but football. That's kind of what you get with PES <laughs> or eFootball 2022 <laughs> because it just seems so so old school, I guess. Yeah, and, and and I mean we know we know I mean the what what they're planning to do right with this product is that they're planning to make it um, you're able to crossplay eventually and not just cross crossplay with people from different uh, uh, like for example PC to console or uh, PlayStation to Xbox but with the mobile players as well right which I think was pretty controversial then and I think it's still controversial now I think a lot of players are not that happy with that that I guess decision but they seem to be committing to it and I think this is perhaps the the product lah the end product of what they are planning to commit to right uh, allowing for crossplay between console players PC players and mobile players right but I mean execution wise it's 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 just that it looks 
I won't say unplayable because I've been, to be fair, I've been playing it, but playing it to, to try it out. Um, but it's just that, it's just that, right? It's, it's, it left a very sour taste and the fact that like, like, I, like I am still a bit bitter about this whole duration thing because only because I want to really give the game a try. Like I really want to play 10 minutes at least so that I can perhaps, you know, get to know the gameplay better without actually having to change teams, you know, and a match and, you know, playing with a different team again and again, right? So, so it's, it's that. Um, yeah, it's, it's a travesty for them to actually be releasing this and not even like out. Perhaps maybe I wouldn't be as forgiving, but I would perhaps, you know, give them a bit more leeway if they call it a demo. But they didn't. And that's the weird part, right? They release it with calling, oh, okay. And they even released a launch trailer for it. Like, oh, if World 22 has been launched and this is the end product, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of sad. <laughs> and, and they came out with a statement uh, apologizing to fans, I guess. But I think it's a bit too late, I suppose, to an extent. But I mean, I mean, I don't know, like... I know you're still playing it um, to an extent um, and you sound like you're a bit more I wouldn't say forgiving but you're a bit more open to giving them a bit of chance right so what do you mean by that like are, are you still going to continue playing it or are you going to let them fix it first <laughs> or how uh, I don't think I'm going to continue playing it until they fix everything first and that will probably take more than six months now that uh, now that you've explained everything it's probably going to take a year or a new edition eFootball 23 right uh, but I don't know, there's this, like, um, because the whole, like, maybe going a bit too deep into, like, gaming, but I've, I've noticed, like, the, the whole uh, shift. I mean, bo- both of us are were primarily offline players, right? We used to play Master League for hours and hours and hours and years. We bought every game just to play Master League and all of that. Uh, but now there, it seems like uh, there's no mention of the, uh, the offline modes, and everybody's sort of thinking that uh, it's gonna, you know, there's gonna be still pro evolution soccer, but not um, like a game you can buy, uh, you know, just as an offline game, which is okay if it comes out, but you know, there's no news about that again. And then on the other hand, they also have eFootball 2022, which is meant for people who, you know, wanna, I don't know what people do online actually when they play PES, but <laughs> because there's no, because the, you know, it's not as big as pro clubs, but then. Um, I look across like the, the 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 games, like for example, Gran Turismo as well. They 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 did that. They're doing that model apparently, where Gran Turismo Seven is going to be highly arcade, highly you know, like just like the Gran Turismo of all, where you have to keep on racing and pass your driving licenses and everything. But they also have GT Sport, which is an online dedicated platform which they can turn into like you know an an esports competition game, esports level competition game. And it took a while for Gran Turismo to do that, uh, to do that sort of thing with GT Sport. And only now they've finally gained some recognition because everybody's stuck at home and wanted to play a racing game. Uh, but if I feel like give it a couple of years in eFootball 2022, if it still retains that pestness, I think it'll be a very, very good game. They, I mean, they're on the right track. We don't see the execution at all. But uh, I think... It's the smart move compared to what FIFA is doing because everybody's getting really pissed off about having to pay, you know, 250 ringgit uh, every year <laughs> and your PS Plus subscription just to play FIFA, uh, which doesn't really change at all every year. <laughs> Again, like um, the idea here is that like clarity, right? I mean, um, yes, maybe you sort of like, know that the industry is moving towards monetization where it's more, I guess, lucrative for you to sort of like be be producing your game to cater to the online players and to the potential esports players but at the same time 
you know you need to also serve your core fan base who has always been there for for the for the main game right and i think um the lack of clarity is what i think is the most annoying to me like as as a mainly offline player like i'm more than willing first of all the product must be up to par and right now it's not up to par yet but if the product is up to par i'm more than willing to pay what like forget free to play i'm willing to actually pay for it if you if you for example put a price for example like okay, you know 180 ringgit or even 200 ringgit but but you give me the proper base mode you know the all the offline modes that you you know we've come to to love with the franchise right yes going free to play might be the more logical decision might be the more lucrative um decision i suppose when it comes to to making them more money but yeah you shouldn't neglect your core user base that's more than willing to actually pay for the game um so it's that's 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 the interesting aspect that i think yes you're right generally speaking it's a bit uncomfortable to think about when it comes to to where the industry is heading right yeah i mean as as, as a game i uh, agree with you and also like in the big picture of e-football and you know the pes fan base and you know konami in general <laughs> you are you are pretty much spot on with everything that's has been going on <laughs> because we do feel betrayed i mean they they literally took a year off told us that oh an entirely new game with you know next gen graphics and everything is coming along and then uh it doesn't happen at all and you know no announcements like you said on on anything on offline so where where are we supposed to go are we supposed to pick up uh a, you know a, a fifa game now <laughs> <laughs> which is what i have been doing <laughs> you've already lost the customer economy come on <laughs> exactly see that's the thing and and dude okay at least i know for a fact that you still uh play fifa here and there i've not played fifa since 2017 um but i'm actually seriously considering playing fifa now because i feel like okay you know what this is like i need my football fix to a certain extent and i feel like you know if konami is not going to give me that that avenue I'm, i'll i'll go to the competitor as much as i disagree with with ea's policy as well and as much as i'm not a huge fan of of the gameplay of of fifa but you know uh, you already lost one one customer you might lose another uh, konami if you're listening well, <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is like the, the thing about konami is that again zooming out and looking at how they have been performing in the game industry they've i guess screwed up multiple times with a lot of like different games but i always look at konami and think that they're the company that will always get my football right at least with pass so i'm like okay cool konami your only saving grace right now is is football but i guess that's also gone so there's that <laughs> <laughs> and, that's, and I, i guess yeah it's the final nail in the coffin for the franchise i know for a fact that i think pass has a decent fan base as well and but at the same time you know in the larger game industry i'm not sure whether you know there are still people out there who uh, who look to konami and and think of like you know all the great franchises that they've played before and whether they're still hopeful but who knows but yeah i think this is a very sad development and as much as i i'm quote unquote willing to be patient i don't know whether i can still well i guess stomach this lah. like 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 okay will you actually yeah wait six months i you, i know you said you're you're not gonna i guess continue playing the game but will you actually give it a try again if they actually do release uh, an improved version of the game or even like the offline modes that we were talking about yeah i mean well pass always has a special place in our hearts right <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean i will probably come back to it but uh not so soon lah. i mean times in in everybody's life where you know their favorite thing lets them down <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you put it that way yeah, it sounds sad but but yeah I, i think i'm i'm with you because to be fair both of us have agreed that we can sort of like see where 
where they're coming from in terms of the ideas. And I think we're more than willing to sort of like try it out, right? I suppose um, as much as, you know, like I'm not so used to having the sprint button on the R2 trigger, I'm more than willing to, I guess, give it a try if they're willing to implement it well, right? And I guess maybe it's also down to the fact that we're, we're, we're so fond of the franchise that we well, we're willing to, I guess, open our our minds more to do it. Um, but the fact that we, yeah, we're willing to give it a chance again shows how loyal we are to the franchise, I suppose. <laughs> and the fact that we see yeah, where they're coming from with the ideas and whatnot. So it shows that we, we're more more than willing to forgive like, I suppose right so so there's that uh, yeah I'm, I'm with you I think I'll probably still give it a try um, further down the road but I think I'll be a bit more judicious uh, perhaps you know wait for you know feedback from others especially if they ask us to pay for the offline mode but yeah but because the base game is still pretty much free yeah let's let's wait and see for the updates uh, and, and see whether it'll go in the meantime who knows <laughs> I might be tempted enough to get FIFA or to be honest, I'll I'll still go and play PES 2021 if I really feel like it, lah. Yeah. So that that's how loyal I am to Konami. If you like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Try to get free sponsorship, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, like I I just want to add also actually from like um something positive I guess from uh eFootball 2022 is um uh, uh having played FIFA 21 you know pro clubs and and what what are you FIFA Ultimate Team or something like that. I noticed how easy it was to really, you know, to get into the game. You create your player, you join your team, join your friends and everything. But on PES 21, I found that to be quite difficult. I mean, we, we tried to play against each other for a few times, but we eventually got into the game. It was pretty quick, but I had no idea what any of these points and point systems and cards and all of those things. It was just that much harder to understand. So for if if football 2022, it just seems, I mean... They haven't revealed anything about the cards and everything, player cards, but um, uh, it just seems so much easier to turn on the PS4, um, get into a game with some random player and really, you know, beat the heck out of it for like for five minutes because they don't let you change the time, right? (laughs) (laughs) So I think, you know, the the fact, it it just feels like, like you said, it's a demo. Uh, it just feels like a demo that uh, really gives you an ex- uh, an insight into what um, I guess eFootball will become in the future. For now, thank God they don't charge you, charge you to buy it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So, any last thoughts on the game? Um, I don't know, but I, I think I mean just just going on you thinking about buying FIFA twenty two, right? Um, it's a really really good game if you wanna you know if you have a a group of players to play with and pro clubs to, to do pro clubs and everything. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, not sure you will find that yet in eFootball 2022. And uh, obviously the letdown there is there is no offline mode. So you can, you can see where they're going. You just can't see it right now. <laughs> yeah and that's the that's the scary scariest part right the fact that you you don't really see like at least right now like you know you know in the time of recording you can't really see where they're planning to actually go with this considering how bad yeah. <laughs> the whole thing is right yeah. so so yeah um yeah i might you- actually consider getting fifa for what it's worth as much as i'm not and, and this is not again bashing on fifa it's just that i think to an extent as much as people like to compare the two and be quite elitist with the two, I personally feel like maybe at the end of the day, it's also down to preference. But, you know, I think I might get FIFA this year because of <laughs> what happened and also because of the fact that, I guess, yeah, maybe it's time to also try something new, right, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the same route I went, uh, same route of self-reflection I went through during the MCO. 
You're tuned in to GG World Played and that was our impressions of eFootball 2022, Konami's rebranded football game that went through a pretty disastrous launch. Thanks Arif Roos for joining me on the show. If you'd like to listen to this episode again, look for the podcast on BFM.my, our app available on the Apple App Store or Google Play and also Spotify. Do share your thoughts about the show or the games that you play via our email, ggwp at bfm.my. Don't forget to also follow the station on Twitter at BFM Radio. My name is Hanif Baharudin. Thanks for joining us. Game on and stay safe. Till next time, GG Well Played. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.